Hello and welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. I am your host, Jason Napolitano, and I have Mr. Chris Sheridan on the line, as is my pleasure each week. How you doing, Chris? Doing great, and it's my pleasure to be here. It's my pleasure to be of service to be here with you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. Yeah, but... okay. <laughs> sure. All right, cool. Sounds good. We're off to a good start. We're off to a great start. So obviously the wisdom is flowing deep, deeply like a river around here. So we are the Cosmic Eye Show, and uh, we do uh, we do our show each week and bring you esoteric, psychological, magical, uh, spiritual information of all sorts. And we appreciate you showing up. Thank you to uh, our supporters who are supporting us monetarily and who. are giving us shout outs on social media and so on. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, happy holidays to everyone. It is, uh, you'll be hearing this, I imagine, after Christmas, after the solstice and Yule and so on, whatever you're celebrating, Hanukkah, et cetera. Uh, so I hope everyone's having, uh, having a great time. This show actually is going to be about uh, New Year's, uh, new beginnings and new creations, this sort of stuff. So we're going to it's going to be kind of a broad show. We, uh, we, we set out specifically to leave it a little vague so that we could let the spirit move us. Uh, some we prepare for more than others. And this one, we're going to just kind of allow it to unfold since it is that time of new beginnings. Uh, we just came out of the, uh, the solstice. Was it, uh, is it today or yesterday? 20, what is today? The 22nd? 23rd? Uh, yeah, it was yesterday. It was yesterday, right? So that is the mm-hmm. longest, darkest day or the longest night, the longest night. And so we're coming into a period of new light where the sun is the sun is reborn. So we're coming into the actual uh, new year, the new uh, the new year of the, the solar new year, uh, not the lunar new year. Uh, so that is the period of time we find ourselves in a period of new beginnings. Period of new beginnings. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit maybe about Genesis in the beginning. God created the heaven and the earth uh, at the beginning with Genesis one. Uh, ideas and uh, some of the interpretations of that and the meanings behind that and so on. Uh, we're not going to lead into that, but we're going to, you know, we'll touch on that a bit. And then we want to talk about uh, the calendar, uh, Chris's suggestion, which is a fantastic uh, idea. We're going to go into that and, uh, and a couple other great things. So we'll just actually, maybe I think we'll jump in first with the, with the calendar. That kind of uh, sets us up with what we were just talking about, the new year. Uh, obviously, this is a time of year for us where we like to... Uh, create new goals Uh, we have our new year's resolutions some which we stick to some which we don't etc but it's a time where we like to make new changes a time of rebirth regeneration new growth uh, new goals etc so i mean these are all themes of the new year Um, so let's talk then a little bit about the calendar i'm going to give that over to you because you had some some great stuff in that area so please Mm -hmm. Okay, well, you know, for starters, I mean, it's the obvious. Uh, this is the time of year when you have to get a new calendar or to flip over in your uh, 365 <laughs> days a year book. And start and start uh, over on day one. And you're back over again, yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it's kind of the one time we really are in touch with a notion of time being circular instead of linear. Uh, we have like a four-year plan, you know, for college yeah. or K through 12. It kind of has a beginning and an end very linearly. But all throughout that, there's this cycle. You know, of course, we have weekly cycles and monthly cycles, lunar orbits and, you know, full moon cycles and 
things like this. But this one, we, you know, we even change the number of the year that we're in. And we, you know, do use it as a time for, uh, well, out with the old and in with the new. Uh, but you know, oftentimes we just get a new calendar and we end up filling it with kind of the same things that we, uh, we did last year. So it's an opportunity to look at time as a cycle instead of as a, uh, you know, as a timeline. Uh, and I think with that comes the advantage of, you know, we know when the seasons and, you know, unless you live in a kind of a northern uh, climb, you know, a lot of people are out of touch with the seasons, even if you are living in a seasonal place, you know, our lives aren't as uh, richly affected uh, by the seasons as they once were. And now, uh, again, just with this calendar, so throw it out there that, uh, you know, if you look at a Mayan calendar, uh, a lot of native cultures, indigenous peoples uh, still use, uh, or at least think uh, as part of their philosophy on time, that it is cyclical, that it turns like a wheel instead of shoots like an arrow. Sure. And I think we can gain, uh, uh, you know, gain some traction and, uh, you know, gain some benefit if we just even entertain that. I think you're, the time is more yeah, of a absolutely. cycle. And I, I think what happens is, you know, with a more, you know, scientific and materialist outlook, we tend to look at um, as time as something that's unfolding in a, in a linear fashion, um, you know, going from point A to point B to point C to point D or what have you, and kind of a straight line, like you said. Uh, but I mean, I think the early sort of iterations of that idea in some ways uh, do come from uh, the Old Testament, from our, you know, our, our, from, from the uh, Judeo-Christian tradition in terms of, uh, you know, the idea of the way that the Bible is set up itself. It starts with a beginning and then there's a, you know, there's a fall and then there's a regeneration and then there's a sort of, you know, there's, there's uh, all these different things that take place in between. And then, up, you know, if you're christian then it goes into the new testament and the new covenant and then you know it ends in the apotheosis of you know revelation and the apocalypse and the end of time and it, it's it's it is linear i mean you look at it the book is structured even though those are all separate books and you know in in a lot of ways they're they're related but not necessarily we're not meant to be a linear sort of structure but they have become that in the modern version of the bible as we know it today so we do see a beginning of creation and then we end with a an apocalypse and sort of you know reaping of 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 the good from the evil and and so on at the end at the end of time and and it is presented as a as a sort of a linear uh, sort of a thing and you know you've got to get to the esoteric side of it in order to see the more cyclical nature of it because it is actually there it's in the kabbalistic uh, traditions and the more esoteric christians of uh, esoteric traditions of christianity and and so on there is you know, the belief what in reincarnation and a more cyclical nature of time in general was at work in uh, in early Christianity and some forms of early Christianity that don't don't really exist today to to the most, you know, for the most part. And there's still, you know, shreds and remnants of Gnostic ideas and Hermetic Christian ideas and so on. But, uh, you know, some of these ideas were actually there back in uh, in earlier times, in ancient times. So. You know, it's, it's, I think, with the advent, though, of the sort of uh, materialistic viewpoint, um, rational viewpoint, scientific worldview, then, you know, time becomes something very, very linear, doesn't it? It does. You know? So, 
I think it's important, though, coming into this time of year, though, to look at what you were talking about, where you were saying, like, you know, we have the opportunity to uh, to do some, you know, we're doing the same things in a lot of ways, but we're trying to do them in new ways or we're trying to take ourselves to different levels. We see ourselves as sort of spiraling upward, you know, and that sort of evolutionary spiral upward. You know, it's not necessarily gonna gonna be this linear trajectory, but I I, I see cycles as being more more of a, a spiral, you know. And if you look at it like that, then you know you're continually improving on things, on processes, and on different things that you're working on, and so on, so that you're, you know, you're trying to to create new things in in new places. I wanted to talk about that because we had discussed that uh, before the show, actually, um, actually much earlier in the week, but. Um, you know, we we're talking about the idea that, you know, to do things in a new way, you've got to, you've got to clear out the, you've got to clear out the old, you've got to make space for it. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Uh, that's, you know, we talk about New Year's resolutions uh, and there's something, you know, great about that. This starting over the clock over again. Um, no, I'm going to start fresh and I'm going to do this. I want to, um, you know, bring in some some good things, uh, habits. Uh, a lot of times we want to stop something. Sure. Uh, there's a lot of negative uh, or going against, like I want to quit smoking or I want to quit eating bad food or some things like that. Um, the trouble is if we don't really change our attitude and our outlook, maybe our way of thinking about ourselves and whatever this thing is that we want to change, uh, the chances are, because we are creatures of habit, and again with this new cycle, it, the chance that we're going to repeat this cycle is probably greater than we're going to change it if we don't do some internal adjustments and really take on a new way of looking um, at things. I know, um, just for instance, some things that are trying not to do something, I want to not to do a bad thing, you're working in negatives, and that you know, even if it's something really bad like smoking that you, you, you do want to quit, that's great. Um, but you could say, I want to be smoke free or I want to, you know, breathe in healthy, fresh air every day or something, yeah. uh, which would include not smoking. <laughs> um, but it's because uh, I, I think and that's an older way of thinking, too. You were talking about Old and New Testament. The, uh, the old dispensations seem to be, you know, you shall not. Well, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do that with them. Um, you know, which is good. It's, it's good to know what not to do. Don't jump in the middle of traffic without, you know, sure. waiting for the light or something. Um, but as far as some of these goals go, it's, you're kind of going against a negative if those statements could be made in a positive thing. So instead of what shall you not do, what, what shall I do yeah. <laughs> to use the old yeah. English, uh, instead of, you know, stop doing these bad things, well, just start doing the good things. Uh, but in order to do that, to, in order to bring anything, whether it's neutral or good or bad, uh, into our existing lives, um, space has to be made for it. And not only does it help, uh, you know, clear out room for that, you're also maybe shaping the vessel in such a way that this new way of looking at things or this new habit, uh, this new thing or uh, part of your life you want changed, uh, that you've shaped out, you've carved out a place for that to fit in your life. You want to bring in meditation into your life. 
well, you have to, you know, maybe cut down on some of these things that are driving you crazy, like looking at your social feed or, uh, you know, getting all riled up about the political system or something like that, or at least cut, carve a little bit of that out um, that says, oh, this is a safe space. This is where I'll turn the devices off. This is where I'll, you know, the TV's off. Um, that I'm going to spend this time, you know, in quiet meditation. Yeah. Now, as an example, um, we just had a tree cut down uh, in our front yard just a couple of days ago, and it was it was kind of funny. I was thinking, oh, geez, how can how can I bring this into the into the topic? And I uh, and I realized that you know not only is this you know, towards the end of the year we're talking about clearing out space. So this dead tree, it's been dead. It's not really doing anything. Just there. Uh, and it got uh, cleared out. Now maybe more light can come in for the other trees. Maybe the grass will grow a little better, uh, things like that. But beyond that, the tree was actually dangerous. Mm. Uh, we've had some high winds. It got struck by lightning and it's right next to the house. And, uh, you know, there's kids in the neighborhood. So it's, in the, you know, so not only is it counterproductive maybe to have, hold on to some of these old things, they can actually they're, be dangerous. They're outright dangerous. Yeah, that's a good point. Isn't yeah. It? So that's something to kind of think about when you're working with your resolutions that not only is it good to bring in this good stuff, maybe the old stuff you're hanging on to, or at least part of it, um, is, oh, is actually going against your best wishes. Could be dangerous. So yeah, uh, I think with that, you know, maybe that'll inspire or somehow catalyze a resolution uh, with a larger sense of energy and perhaps urgency um, than just, oh, I'm just going to do everything else normal sure. that I do. Yeah. And then I'm going to add in going to the gym five days a week. You know? No, exactly. You've got to create space for it. And you've got to, you've got to clear out some of the old, old ways or, or you're right. I mean, a lot of the habits and patterns that we've formed are actually dangerous uh, and counterproductive, um, destructive, you know, the things that we do. So we've got to look at those things and, and, and make something something new. I think that's, and we talked about this before, but I think uh, that's maybe what Jesus was talking about when he said you don't put a new wine new wine in old wineskins, new wine in old wineskins because they'll burst. And, you know, that's the idea is that, you know, you don't take an old, uh, old mentality, an old point of view, an old sort of way of doing things and then just try to mix something new in. You've got to create a, new sort of container for that new idea, that new thought, that new goal, um, and put that in there and, you know, and protect and protect it and, and kind of, you know, nourish it and, 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 you know, continue to, um, ruminate on it and allow it to unfold and germinate at like a seed would in the, in the, in the ground. Uh, but that has to have a, a safe space in which to, to survive and thrive. Right. And so you, you can't, you know, so there, there's a, there's an element of clearing that out. Like you're talking about with that old tree, you've got to dig it out roots and all, don't you? You've got to uproot it and, and completely remove the old, you know, and you can do that through, through meditation work, through, through visualization, through different types of ritual, um, mm-hmm. through prayer. Well, one of the best ways uh, right away mm-hmm. that we can do it. And it's something that we do, you know, a dozen times a minute and that's breathing. Um, if you can think of, you know, our lungs <laughs> as being that vessel mm-hmm. that's going to breathe in this nourishing air. Um, I know from doing diaphragmatic breathing and breathing exercises and, uh, you know, kind of meditative breath, following your breath mm-hmm. uh, as a meditative practice, um, 
you know, you think, oh, I'm taking a deep breath. So you go, <gasps> you know, you pull in all this air and it's, that's great. But, but to pull in really fresh air, you really want to get rid of everything that's left in your lungs. So sometimes even when I'm just kind of doing the normal, like a relaxation breath, mm-hmm. I'll breathe in and then breathe out. And then when it's out kind of normally, mm-hmm. I'll do one more push. You know, you just push a little, there's still more in there. Yeah. When you kind of get back to neutral, there's still more in there. And if you can kind of push more of that out, oh, that's, that's a great analogy. Yeah. Carbon dioxide, you yeah, know, is still sure. in your lungs because it's already been used. But if each time you're filling your lungs, you know, there's, you know, 30% of it is still kind of the old air. You're not really maximizing your, uh, you know, your bloodstream yeah. uh, getting oxygenated, yeah. um, you know, and it's, uh, it's just something to, to kind of think it's kind of a simple thing and you don't really think of it, but. Uh, and I learned this from scuba diving. And they always said, if you ever get in a panic, don't breathe in, breathe out, just exhale, just blow bubbles. And when you're done blowing bubbles and there's nothing left in there, you're automatically going to breathe mm-hmm. in. But it keeps you from hyperventilating. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And using up all your uh, you know, air underwater. So That makes a lot of sense. That's, again, that's a, that's a great analogy. You've got to expel the, all that old uh, stale air before you can get a, a good uh, a good breath and you know and focusing on that is actually a great way to to remind yourself of that uh, that you need to get rid of those old ideas those old uh, energies those old you know thoughts and and uh, habits and continually uh, be be creating new ones and creating new new things for yourself um, in the same way that you would do that with your breath that's great um, let's talk a little bit about uh, about creation, uh, we wanted to get a little bit into that first uh, statement in the Bible in Genesis. Uh, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Uh, in Hebrew, that is, if my memory serves, Bereshit, Bara Elohim, uh, Et Hashamayim, Ve'et Haaretz. That's what it is. Um, and it means in the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. Uh, but there's obviously a lot more to that. So we'll unpack that a little bit and look at some of, some of what that means. It's really interesting, though, to look at the idea in the beginning, in the beginning, because you're thinking about before time, before there was anything. And in a sense, uh, in some ways, before God, one way of looking at that, the Kabbalists look at that sentence, is they're saying in the beginning uh, created, in the beginning created, Elohim in the beginning created the creator is one is the one way of looking at that Kabbalistically. In other words, there's this eternal that's beyond the idea of, of, of time and beyond the idea of this kind of um, sort of cyclical nature of things beyond time and, and, and that unfolding and beyond materiality and so on that really goes beyond our ability to imagine in a lot of ways. So they're pointing back to something that's like, the eternal nothingness that is, you know, the matrix upon which everything is built, which we talk about a lot. So you get the idea then that, so there's something before this, obviously there's a, it's not a void. It's an eternal now in essence, it's an, in the beginning, you know, it's a constant process of renewal. And that's, I think sometimes like getting back to that idea of the cyclical nature, but even getting, going beyond it to the eternal nature of things that's that's beyond the cyclical beyond the creation and destruction and you know recreation of things there there is a still point we talked about that and when we talked about returning to zero in that episode we were talking about the dishes and so on and really it's like clearing away all the mess and going back to this 
state of mind where you might you might call it samadhi or you know one point or you know single pointed concentration or some you know the beatific vision or whatever you want to call it uh, but this point where there's this, an absolute unity time stops you're outside of time in essence in a sort of state of of mind um and i think that's kind of what maybe that's getting at is the idea of that preceding a sort of physical creation or even a, a mental creation so one thing that's interesting um it's reading through manly hall a bit old testament wisdom manly hall it's called the companion to the mystical christ and i was also taking a look at um uh, Charles Fillmore's book, Mysteries of Genesis, this week. Uh, Charles Fillmore being the uh, uh, one of the co-founders of the Unity Movement, new, one of the New Thought uh, branches, which I'm uh, very fond of. And, of course, Manley Hall being the founder of the Philosophical Research Society. And, of course, we speak of him nearly every week because we admire him so. Um, a wise philosopher, if ever there was one. And uh, he, he delves into the idea of, of this, uh, this creation in this book and looks at, at, at that. And, um, you know, there's an, you know, the, the other interesting part of that in the original Hebrew, you know, that we don't really get in the, um, in the English version of that, the English translation of that, is that the word for God used in this particular, uh, in this particular sentence is, is Elohim. And Elohim implies a masculine and feminine or new, or at least a neuter sort of a non-gendered kind of a, a word that's plural. Uh, that's how that word is set up in Hebrew. And so it almost, it implies a sort of, um, in, in essence, it's like, I don't want to say the gods, but it implies the powers of God, let's say in the, in the sense of, you know, in the, in the Kabbalistic or Hebrew sense. That has also been interpreted in other systems, the Gnostic system, um, you know, in the modern in modern Theosophy, and in you know, in the Rosicrucian systems, and so on, a magical you know Kabbalah with a Q, the sort of Hermetic Kabbalah, as as being the gods with small G, in essence, these sort of septenary or seven creator gods, which were responsible for sort of um, fashioning the. The different principles or ideas or 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 laws upon which the foundation of creation is actually built and then that gets into what we've talked about with astrotheology and the sort of uh, idea of the, the denseness of matter coming into manifestation through the seven down through the seven planets the soul in gnosticism the soul coming down through the seven planets and then finally being fully materialized or clothed in a physical body as it reaches the state of earth, the planet earth. And so the idea was that the septenary after it finished the, um, the, the job of creation, then each of those spirits or principles or gods, quote unquote, uh, then went and sort of made their home in, in, in the planets, in the seven, uh, in the seven planets, the seven ancient planets. So, so that's an interesting idea, and it should, you know, I think one of the things. So, it's such a small sentence is packed with a huge amount of information. Whether or not you know you agree with that particular interpretation or not, it's interesting to open these ideas up and see, like, okay, what we've translated in God is actually has a sort of plural feel to it, and it's it's a different idea. Whereas in the second story of Genesis, the other one that uh, where it talks about Adam and and walking in the garden with God and Eve being created from the rib and so on. That's in the second portion of, um, of, uh, of Genesis, uh, Genesis two, it, it, the, 
word for God in there is yod hey So that's been mistranslated as Jehovah. Uh, the J being the sort of equivalent of why uh, the German scholars were, were, were responsible for that. They used the word, they used the letter J. They transliterate the yod to J. That's why, so that's oftentimes that's called the J tradition uh, in, in the academic world. So there's two, obviously there's two different stories there and they somewhat, you know, re reconcile with each other and they're somewhat different. So, you know, many scholars have, have seen like a contradiction between the two or problems between the two. And so they say, oh, there's these two different traditions and they glommed them together. Here's what, what I, I feel, though, is like, you know, these scholars uh, have their ideas and I, and I, and I respect them. Uh, however, you have to think like the people that are assembling these books and carrying on the tradition and, ha you know, that had the Torah in its original sort of form uh, as they as they began to write it down. I mean, it was an oral tradition first, but as they began to write it down, I mean, they obviously saw that these were two different different stories. They're related. So, you know, they had to reconcile that in some way. They, you know, they're, they're reading it in Hebrew and there's, you know, there's various names for God in in the Hebrew Bible that we just translate into English as God. Uh, but they're different meanings and different sort of energies and different powers of God. Um, so they, they, they saw this. And, and so what I, my, my point is, is that if they saw fit not to change that and left that as it, as it was, there's, there's meaning to it. And you have to respect that meaning. So one of the one of the ideas is that then there's two sort of two levels of creation. This was Fillmore's conclusion in this in this mystery of Genesis, whereby the Elohim sort of version of creation is the archetypal version of creation. In other words, we build that's God building the universe with various powers in a sort of a mental or non-physical construct, creating principles and 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 laws and so on that allow the manifestation to come through and this is primarily of course done through a unity of of thought you know the the, the unity behind the diversity of these laws is the creative material upon which it's working so then this kind of leads then to the actual material manifestation which we see in genesis uh, 2 where you know where man is fashioned out of the dust of the earth and then we see the actual material uh creation beginning to happen there the material creation, uh, whereas in the first version of, of, of Genesis, the, the first creation story, Genesis 1, uh, we, we see the sort of principles being created. And then that translates, of course, into the idea that there's, you know, a subjective mind or an unconscious or subconscious mind in the, in the human because we are the microcosm of the macrocosm. And we have that same power. Of course, it's said in the Bible that, you know, man was created in the image and likeness of God, right? So we have those same sort of co-creating powers, that consciousness is within us. So then you get this idea that, okay, there's this archetypal world, the world of thought, the world of laws and principles, and then there's a manifestation. They're sort of, they're, they're connected together, but they're sort of two sides of, 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 a, of a same coin in essence, right? Um, yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. That's, it's interesting. Uh, I haven't really heard that so concise. Yeah. But that would make sense. You would have to build the bakery first, and then, then you can actually get down to baking some bread and, and well, nuts and things. Or actually, really, let's look at it like this. You or the principles of baking. Plans, yeah, and the principles <laughs> yeah. of baking. And then, 
and then heat yeah. and uh, fermentation. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So speaking of that, I mean, that's the, I think one of the reason why I wanted to talk about this, obviously, because we're talking about, you know, G Genesis, we're talking about in the beginning, a new creation, a new year. So we've got to talk then about, you know, how do we, how do we make these changes in our lives that we want to? And primarily, you know, we've heard this a million times, but it, you know, we have to hear it a million more if it's going to stick, I think, sometimes is that, you know, thought precedes any type of creation. You know, there's, you know, there's feeling and emotion involved with it. But essentially, you know, the way that you create something, the way that you make a blueprint of something and the way that you manifest something in your life is you create it in your mind. Now, you can do that with words. You can do that with, you know, visualizations and pictures. You can do that with, you know, you can sketch it out. You can write it out. There's a million different ways to get out that creation. But you have to create a blueprint for the thing or the way of being or the job or the amount of, you know, money or the relationship or the spiritual um, achievement that you want to create in your life, whatever it is, you know, it can be spiritual material, it can be mental, psychological, it can be any, any of these things, right? But they're all, they're all built upon an idea or an impulse, um, you know, and so we've got to remember that. And then, you know, the, 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 the other thing is, too, is that remember that, you know, you've got if you're trying to change something, you've got to have patience as well, because you've got to cre create that space where you clear out the garden. We've talked about this a lot when we talk about new thought. Oftentimes, those those affirmations that we make or those goals that we make don't take root because we're trying to plant the seed in rocky soil or in you know, non-tilled soil or in, you know, soil that's choked with weeds. And those weeds are those old ideas, those old ways of doing things. If we don't cut those things out, if we don't clear the garden, the new seeds we plant can't, can't take root. They can't take life. Right? They can't, they can't grow. Right. So there's that, there's that aspect of it. And that's, I think what you were talking about earlier. And then, then I touched when I touched on the idea of old wineskins, putting new wine in old wineskins. And you can't do that. It's going to burst and you're going to lose all your wine and nothing's going to come of it. You don't get to drink it. You don't get to enjoy it. So um, that's something you've got to think about as you go into the new year and you want to create these new habits and these new goals for yourself is that, you know, some of the goals that you have, you're going to be at odds with habit. Your habit has been doing something in a different way or thinking something in a different way for a long time. So you've got to get to the, you've, you've got to be honest with yourself and say, okay, I've been wrestling with this for X amount of time, five years, let's say. And now I want to change this condition. I've been broke for, you know, the last five or 10 years or whatever it is. And now I want to, you know, live a prosperous life, let's say. Just use money because it's an easy example. Um, you know, so you've got this sort of habit pattern and thought pattern of being broke, you know, of not having money, of not having enough. And so it unconsciously comes out in the way that you talk, the way that you think, the way that you act, the way that you view money. You know, you see money as being something, you know, evil or something that, you know, is a necessity, but you don't really want to have to grub around for it. And, you, you know, you create a bunch of negative sort of complexes around the idea of money. You got to root all that out. You know, if you don't form a, a positive idea towards the thing that you want and then also create a garden a, that you know a, a clear garden patch wherein you can you know sow those seeds of of, of desire 
you know, you're, you're not, you're not going to get what you, what you want to have happen. You know, you're just throwing seeds onto an already full garden. You know, you're f trying to fill an already full cup. You know, it's like that Zen, that Zen saying, you've got to empty the cup, you've got to empty the cup. Right. So you want to continue on with that? Well, yeah, you do. I mean, to go to the well. That? Yeah, sure. And you want a clean bucket when you dip it back in the well. Otherwise, you know, like the wine skin, you'll just, you'll just make the fresh, pure water, you know, yeah. dirty again. But this, um, this clearing out, I'm glad you mentioned that about money. I'll, I'll tag onto that with, uh, see, I like changing a job because you're talking about habits. And that's one of the reasons why change can be difficult because uh, as creatures of habit, we find comfort in habit. Um, I'm not, even something that's really uncomfortable, even something that's pretty darn miserable, uh, we can find comfort uh, in quotes, I guess I'm saying, uh, <laughs> at least in the predictability of something. Say, and I'll use the example of the job. Uh, that's something we can be in for five years and really want to change. Uh, but it can also come with it uh, fear of either not being able to find another job or, well, you know, I want to lose the security I have at this one. Um, I don't want to have a different commute a lot of things, but if you are in a job and you're looking for a better job or would like to have a better job or be paid uh, more uh, adequately for what you're doing, uh, maybe treated a little better, maybe get the promotions that other people are getting, um, then you have to, you know, you also have to confront, uh, you know, that comfort level and the predictability and, and again, this fear of stepping into the end. No, boy, I'd love to have another <laughs> job, but, you know, boy, this one, you know, this one's down the road and I can pay my bills and I know the drill and I already have my locker there. And, uh, it can make it harder um, to make those changes. Now, I'm not suggesting, you're talking about rooting out <laughs> the weeds. Uh, I'm not suggesting quit your job first. Yeah, um, no. You yeah. know, your body yeah. and your, you know, some of your, your eight hours a day. Yeah. Uh, may still have to show up sure. and do that job. But what you can change is your whole attitude and your perspective towards you as an employee. Not that's not where you're working. Yeah, Because uh, exactly. if you really want, you know, you're probably going to be working with somebody else um, or venturing out onto your own. Uh, so you have to not think of yourself as, okay, here, I go to work at this company and I don't like my job. Uh, okay, maybe you're doing that physically, don't worry about that. Work on the, the mental garden, you know, this yeah. idea land, the archetypal level, like you're saying, you know, before the beginning, uh, before this new beginning, create a nice space for it. Open up, say, you know, I deserve to be paid what I'm worth. Mm -hmm. Other people make, you know, $5,000 more a year in other companies doing the same work. Yeah, oh, I'm doing set, two jobs. I'm only getting specific goals too, right? Set those specific goals so you know what you're aiming at. Don't just say, you know, oh, I want this or that. I want more money, but be real specific about it too, right? Yeah. And if, and if you do um, change jobs, if you bring with it that same attitude as well, I'll, I'll do the best I can and I'll, really do my part and I, I sure hope I'll get recognized for it. Yeah. Um, be careful with that. Don't bring in, you know, that new stuff. But the good thing is but before you make this move, before you quit your job, um, you can quit it mentally and especially in your heart where you can really see yourself getting paid for what you're worth 
having the vacation time uh, or the office environment, if that's the case, that's Mm -hmm. uh, not as gossipy or cutthroat in the field. Um, You may not even know specifically what your new job might be or what industry um, that may be in because you may have transferable skills. If you do accounts receivable or, you know, billing for a dentist, well, you can do that for somebody else. And, you know, you'll you'll transfer most of your skills. Don't get locked in the, well, I only work in the trucking industry. Well, yeah, open you want to learn and open out the possibility. Yeah. Yeah. And that you can do with your heart and your mind. Do it mentally. Do it every day. Yes. When you get in your car and you go to your old crappy job, just picture yourself going to a new job. Um, well, it's... and also here's piggybacking on that. I don't mean to interrupt, but piggybacking yeah. on that most, most likely when you, you know, you start thinking and having higher goals for yourself and acting as if you're in that, that new position, you're going to be doing a better job in the company you're already at that you don't like and enjoying that job to such a greater degree that you're probably going to create opportunities for yourself there as well. So, you know, and then you can make choices like, okay, I'm doing such a great job here and people are recognizing that and I have a positive attitude and I have goals and I know where I'm, where I'm headed. It may change your circumstances entirely, you know? And so then you sure. feel like, okay, I, I actually found out that, oh, there's a, there's, a, there's a subsidiary of this company that my boss told me about that's looking for this exact thing that, that I, you know, want to do. So things will open up maybe even where you are. And so not to get too, too flustered or focused on like the, the quote unquote crappy situation you're in, but change the attitude and act and think and feel as if you were already in that new job, you were already earning that money that you want to create the internal feeling of that. And you'll then attract via quote unquote, the law of attraction, which is a very real thing mm-hmm. to yourself those conditions which you're most desirous of. You know, you create the mental equivalent in your mind of that thing, and then you draw it towards yourself, or you find yourself drawn towards it. There's a, there's a natural attraction between you and that thing you're passionate about and living for and working for and praying for and speaking on and, you know, and, and praying on and so on, right? So, so that's, the, uh, that's the magic of, of that, is that it'll even create a better life, family situation, relationship in the place you already are, which may turn, turn the thing around, or it'll give you a springboard to go on to that thing that you want to move on to. You know, in the universe will It'll be easier to, to unfold, separate. Right? Yeah. Exactly. There's a reason exactly. why teenagers hate their parents. <laughs> and sometimes it's, it's a mutual uh, arrangement. Yeah, right. because they have to leave the house yeah, and, and exactly. venture off and go to college or do what they need to do to, uh, to strike out on their own lives. Um, and that's really hard to do when everyone's all cozy. And <laughs> well, there's that so saying, I, I think that's built in. Yeah, for sure. There's that old saying, if things didn't end badly, they wouldn't end. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, and that's kind of a negative way of looking at it. But I mean, in essence, though, sometimes it does, you know, you are going to find that that, that happens as, as well in order to let go of that that old thing, it may or may not be comfortable to do that. And it may be, it may feel bad, quote unquote, to break away from old ways of doing things. Uh, but, you know, things are going to unfold as they unfold. The point is, though, is to hold on to the, to the higher, hold on to the dream of, of what you're trying to do, the actual goal. Just be very specific about what you want, um, you know, and hold those thoughts, do your affirmations. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and take- a little bit of gratitude, 
or actually well, maybe a lot of gratitude. Maybe a lot of gratitude, exactly. It goes uh, a long if way. If you're broke, be, be grateful for the one dollar you have, not the million dollars or you know that you, that don't, you don't have. have. Yeah. Because if you if you have a negative attitude towards money, or well, I'm just broke. Well, geez, you know, you create more nice of bad that, money, right? You're affir- That's what you're, you're affirming. affirming that. That's yeah. the seed you're planting. Yeah. If you say, "Gosh, I, you know, I hate this job. This is you know, go nowhere." Now. Hold on to the misery because that will spark, you know, want the change. Well, that's um, uh, what what uh, was called. But be grateful for what you have. Yeah, exactly. Saying, exactly. I'm grateful I have. This is the worst tour I've ever been on with the band. Well, geez, I'm in a band and I'm on tour. Well, <laughs> the next one will be better probably. Yeah. Uh, at least I'm grateful for that. That's yeah, not something sure. everybody can say if that's the case. Well, you have a job where, you know, you're you're using a lot of your skills and you're making this company a lot of money. Yeah. Well, yeah. You might not be getting much of that money or sharing in, in that, but you know, you're doing that and be grateful for that. I mean, gosh, I'm good at this. Um, no, it's true. You, you know, know um, and that'll carry it. Cause you're, you know, if you, if you're praying to the job guard gods, I guess, um, I hate my job. I don't like one of those reds nine to five my job. No, yeah. but, well, the last thing the universe wants to do is give you another job. Cause well, you we don't like that one. Yeah. If you don't like that one dollar you have, why would I give you ten thousand? Yeah. No, sure. Um, it's, it's, if you, that one is a burden for you and yeah, exactly. you're so miserable, then good God, God, I don't want to hold back you know. this big sack of money I had coming your way. So, yeah, I was going to no, give it to you, but wow, exactly. So, so you know, I, I was. It sounds silly, but you got to do it. I was reminded of uh, of, of uh, Napoleon Hill and his idea of inspirational dissatisfaction. You talked about that mm. in Think and Grow Rich. And it's like, you know, you have to use the things that you're frustrated with in an inspirational and positive way. And at the same time, you got to be grateful for what you what you do have in order to, to, to move on from from those. Sort what of was sort that of again? Inspirational Dis- dissatisfaction. Inspirational yeah. dissatisfaction. Yeah. I Which like is that. Not- I've heard that another way. And that's a- div- uh, divine discontent. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. It's more like, you know, your soul's yeah, longing yeah. for something greater, but you're, you're not really content with where you are, but it's, it's to launch you forward and upward. Yeah, um, exactly. Not to bring it down. No, yeah. for sure. Right. And that's the difference is that it's not something you're, you're wallowing in. It's something that you're like, okay, you know, this is not the, the highest and best for me. So, you know, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to give this up and I'm going to move, you know, into this or that area. And, and, you know, it's, you use that as the inspiration for that, you know, I'm working in a coal mine and, you know, I've got black lung and I'm, you know, got a stooped back and it's awful. And, you know, I'm 12 hours in a mine and, you know, and, and, but I'm going to use that to get me out of here into college, into another job or into, you know, whatever life you want, right. Coming up out of that darkness, but you use the darkness as the inspiration. So, I mean, that can be a really, really powerful way to go. There's a saying in, in, in Italian, I know the English version, I don't know the Italian. It's, you know, the devil that I know is better than the devil I don't know. And that's kind of what you were talking about earlier. Sometimes we get mm-hmm. caught in these patterns. You know, we don't really like what we're doing, but we think, well, I have to hold on to this. Or I don't know what could be worse out there. You know, it doesn't allow for something better to be out there. It just assumes that there's only going to be worse. You know, and there's such a flawed logic in that because there's there's, you know, a whole world of opportunities and creative possibilities and, you know, new new paths for you and so on. And that's really what all this stuff is about coming into the new year is thinking about like, you know, creating a new cycle of generative sort of life for yourself. Um, 
you know, and starting in essence from, from scratch. And that's why, you know, you've got to go back and kind of clear out some of the old ways and really be honest with yourself. You know, if you're, if you're spending, you know, most of the day complaining about your coworkers and complaining about your family and bitching because you don't have this or that thing, or, you know, complaining about the government full time and how they've done you wrong and, you know, whatever you're doing, you know, you're really sending those messages straight into, you know, the unconscious, subconscious part of the mind and, you know, in, in out into the universe and you're creating more of that, more of that lack, more of that frustration, more of what you don't want. So, you know, you've yeah, got to it's watch not a your... lack of abundance. It's an abundance no. of lack. Yeah. Um, if wow, you're, if you're reaffirming and you're re, yeah. uh, recycling, I guess. Yeah that throw something new in the mix and uh, yeah and, start and turning watch. that over absolutely absolutely and watch, yeah, watch your words we watch talked your about words. that a couple episodes thought, speed ago. and action thought speech and action i mean it's so important to watch what you're doing what you're telling yourself what you're telling other people because it's so unconscious we've got these stories about ourselves we've got these ideas about ourselves or what you know this person did us wrong or i would only be this if it weren't for you know, that bad break and these things we carry around with us that color the possibility of something new happening and, and they don't color it, they kind of, they make it nearly impossible. They build a wall against those new things happening because we're just creating more of that same, same misery. So you've got to be really, really careful and watch yourself. And that's why meditation and reflection and contemplation are so important. Taking time during the day to watch your thoughts, watch what comes up when you sit down to meditate, watch what thoughts are popping into your head as you're driving down the road, watch what thoughts come into your head while you're absentmindedly, you know, looking through Twitter or Instagram or whatever, see what's coming up, see what's coming up, see what emotions get fired off. What, you know, if you need to, you know, you can write some of these things down in a journal and you can see some of the recurrent patterns like, Oh, you know, this comes up every single time I see a picture of this person. Or, you know, and then you can begin to get to some of these unconscious issues. And, and that's that, you know, that's that uh, that garden we're talking about. You know, you begin to clear out that garden when you recognize and see what some of these these different triggers are, or different unconscious uh, memories and associations and complexes that come up uh, that are associated to different ideas and images and pictures and sayings that we say to ourselves and so on. Right. So. You know, that's uh, that's something to really think about as you're going into the new year. You've got to create a new garden and then you can plant new seeds. You know, and you can... And with a garden... Um, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, 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 um, the, one of the things, um, you know, we kind of take for granted, but that's the light. And with this ending of the solar year, um, where the days now are going to get longer as we move towards the summer solstice... Um, that this bringing in the light, if you want to really get these new ideas uh, to take hold and bring in new and better things into your life and also new and better things of you. you one of the greatest goals <laughs> you could have is to be a better you, not just to, which may include going to the gym and meditating and things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but just, you know, that self-improvement, then you're bringing a better you into the world and everyone you come in contact with. But some of these, you know, you're right. It, it takes repetition. It takes, you know, really uh, a strong effort. Uh, but it, it also takes that light 
of inspiration mm-hmm. or in the case of you know the garden that it you know this is this is the the, the energizing life force just like in our lives I and mean, answer you know anything if, if it doesn't come up and and you know and make these things grow in the world we don't grow we lose vitamin d uh cold i mean it's you know we need the sun so as it's happening astronomically in the world uh have it happen you know with our own inner light yeah you know, shine that on our ideas and they may be really small that one dollar that you want to turn into a million uh, but then give it light it's that little it's like that there was a Pixar movie, Wally, or something about uh, environmental destruction. But there's one teeny little plant, and it was like, oh my gosh, the whole, you know, fate of the ecosystem depended on this one plant um, surviving. But that's all it takes. But you got to have that. Yeah, exactly. So if you have, even if it seems like a distant dream or a faraway uh, goal, or oh gee, I just wish I could, well. You know, make that wish true. Yeah, and be definite. Uh, but shine, and shine that light yeah, on it. Exactly. Yeah, make it clear and put the light on yeah. it, and then it's then it's in your consciousness, sure. and you're not as focused in on what you don't have and what you wish would have happened or wouldn't have happened. Um, you were more focused on really what you want to happen, what you want to be, how you want to be. Yeah, exactly. In, in this new year. And as so as the sun comes back, bring that light of inspiration and nurturing, energizing, catalyzing power yeah. to your That's goals. fantastic. Very, very well put. Um, so, you know, kind of summarize then, you know, dig out that garden, you know, get rid of, you know, the, the old the old thinking, kind of clear that out. And you can, like I said, you can do affirmations, you know, I'm clearing the garden of my mind for new and positive things to occur, whatever, you know, come up with something yourself. You can do rituals, you know, the ritual, you know, your mind, subconscious mind does not know the difference between reality and ritual and imagination. It lives in a, you know, it's in a different world. The unconscious is its own realm. And so, you know, you can do rituals and you can do visualizations and so on that, you know, will affect the unconscious slash subconscious mind deeply uh so you know for example if you're trying to get rid of some old ways maybe you write down some of the things you want to stop doing on a, on a piece of paper and you you know you create a, a a ritual for yourself you do some prayers maybe you you know you burn that piece of paper in a little cauldron or something and then you you know whatever you're, you're doing you can do some magical or you know spiritual rituals for yourself they can be elaborate they can be simple um what what have you uh, but those things are real acts that create change in your life. Um, of course, be, being specific, be very specific about what you want. Keep your mind on those things that you want and off the things that you don't want. You know, watch your thought, speech, and action. Uh, watch what you're saying to yourself and other people. Watch what you unconsciously think during the day. If you need to write it down in a journal or keep a little notebook with you, a little pad, and recognize, you know, whenever you're saying something negative to yourself so that you, you don't do it unconsciously. So it's not a habit. You've got to change those habits. That's part of clearing that garden for those new seeds and creating a new wine skin for the new wine, like Jesus might say, right? Um, one of the things, too, people, you know, wrap this up. We're getting near the end of it. But, one of, you know, we talked a little bit about purpose uh, in our last show. And, uh, you know, that's oftentimes one of the big things that people are looking for is, in, you know, per- to find that purpose in their life. Maybe they feel that they don't have it. And this was something great. This is just a short little affirmation that Joseph Murphy had. And 
uh, he has, you know, a fantastic book, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. It is a classic in, uh, in new thought, in mental science, and, you know, this kind of movement. Um, Power of Your Subconscious, Joseph Murphy. Uh, this is not from the book, but this was from one of his lectures on YouTube. I don't remember which one it was, unfortunately. But he says this, and this is a great way to clear that mind and get yourself in the right state of mind to create a more purposeful life for yourself. And that is something important going into the new year. So this can be a base for you to use. So he says, "This is uh, you say to yourself, I am in my true place. I am doing what I love to do. I'm divinely happy and I am divinely prospered. Very simple, very simple. I'll repeat it. I am in my true place. I am doing what I love to do. I am divinely happy. I am divinely prospered. You know, and it seems like a simple thing, but this sends a, a positive, definite, and very powerful message to the subconscious that you're creating something meaningful and you're, you're on purpose. And then you begin to attract that and see it and you begin to see it unfold. Ideas well up, you know, things come your way synchronicities happen that help you to achieve those things you can be more specific this is a more generalized statement that prepares the prepares the way for your more specific goals and ideas so that's another, well, that's the most powerful thing you can say right? is, i am i am even if nothing yeah. comes after that just i am indeed yeah um, and that's a great but if you're saying i wish i were or i hope someday i'd really like to happen it be nice yeah um that's could be this endless becoming. It's just a little no, bit. Yeah. The carrots, a little, little just the stick, just getting, uh, we're getting closer. Uh, you got almost have, you, not almost, you definitely have to have that end point inside yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. of That's the good. goal. You know, they talk about golfers, I think, and basketball players will, you know, they, they see the ball going in the hole, you know, they follow through with their hand or something. So you follow the ball all the way. You don't just hit it and, you know, wait. You're, you're, you're like kind of following it with this, with this energy um, to get it there and it makes something happen. Like when you, you know, plant a, a seed or if you, you know, bake something, uh, if you follow the recipes correctly, it will become that thing. Yeah, exactly. it will become a sunflower. Exactly. And that is why they call it mind science. Cake. Yeah, because it, that is the thing is the science. But the picture is already of the cake on the it's box. There. It's already it's already That's, made. Yeah. It's not a bunch of you know mucky you know. No, exactly. It's a clear stuff. It's a clear specific end point, and uh, that recipe is leading you there. And that is exactly what you're doing by building those things in your mind, doing your affirmations, visualizing and feeling and seeing yourself doing those things. You're doing the same thing. You're creating a recipe for that, quote unquote, cake to pop into existence, right? So, you know, and I thank you for bringing up the I am thing. That's very important. I am. You know, it's interesting, too, because, uh, you know, when Moses asked God what, you know, when God told him to go and speak to the people and give them the Ten Commandments, and he said, who am I to tell, you know, sent me? And, and, and you know, God answered Moses back, Eheye, Asher, Eheye, which means basically I am that I am. I am. And that's where you get these I, I am statements and the idea of the I am and so on comes from that particular Hebrew statement there that Moses received of God's name, quote unquote. And, you know, that idea that I am this, I am that, you are stating, you know, uh, it's sort of you're, you're awakening that, that consciousness, that God consciousness within you when you say that word, I am. And it's present, it's beingness, it's eternal. And it's not sometime in the future, it's creating those things now. 
you know, I am confident, I am strong, I am positive, I am, you know, filled with divine love, whatever you're saying to yourself, those are the things that are going to unfold in the now, in the now. Yes, sometimes, you know, it will take some time to create larger goals and things like that. But you can, you know, you, know, you can instantaneously manifest certain certain states of being certain feelings certain things that are going to help you to get to those goals and you may instantaneously manifest those desires as you get better and better at these things that's the other thing you know you get the idea that you know these these avatars and you know these these divine uh these divine teachers like jesus and so on were able to manifest instantaneously that's how they create miracles Right. And then Jesus said, hey, these things that I do, even even greater things you can do. You know, so he's telling us that, you know, the possibility to create miracles is real. It's a real thing. Right. So keep that in mind as you're going into this new year. Uh, thank you for joining us on the Cosmic Eyes Show. I'm your host, Jason Napolitano. Uh, my book is If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate. Uh, co-host here is Chris Sheridan. I thank you for being here, Chris, and Happy New Year's to you. Well, happy New Year. Thanks for having me. Um, did a lot of shows this last year. I'm telling you, we actually, this is going to be a 50, show. Yeah, exactly. So we did a year's worth of shows, and this is a new year, and we'll be heading yeah. into doing some great new stuff this year. We're going to be experimenting with more things like video and, and reaching out more and, and, and so on, and we'll, we'll keep you posted on that. Um, your book is The Spirit in the Sky. That is available on Amazon, and uh, my book is... Uh, if you can worry, you can meditate, which is also available on Amazon. So check us out at CosmicEye.org or at uh, anchor.fm slash Cosmic Eye if you want to contribute to the cause. And please uh, share with your friends if you like what we're doing here. Uh, we, we're trying to get the word out and really build the show out uh, in the coming year. And we could use your help, uh, your support, and, uh, you know, just your love. So send send it out our way. We appreciate it. We're sending uh, you love and blessings into this uh, this new year. Hope that everyone has a wonderful, um, prosperous, healthy, happy uh, New Year to come. So thanks for joining us, and we'll be back next week. Goodbye, and God bless.